So here's the thing, dude. I magically knew. I knew. And it was totally okay. And so it was like, I... I sent, I, I came in here at 1030 and before 1030, I looked at Hunter cause he's here today cause everything's iced over and he's working from home. And I was like, I'm going to go set up, but I know that she's asleep. And he just kind of looked at me and I was like, I just know it. I just, I can't Weird. explain it. I was like, I just know <laughs> she's asleep. So I came back here and I set it up and I sent the link and I just came back and I was standing in front of my fireplace just waiting for you to like message because I was just like dicking around on Patreon kind of doing stuff. And then I got the text and you were like, oh, there. And I was like, I knew it. Okay. So I just came back here and so that, like, it, sat down. It's so bizarre. Okay. So first of all, hi, guys. It is the day that the podcast comes out. Uh, yes. We have had the apocalypse. Texas. A, a mini. A baby. Um, a little mini baby, teeny tiny apocalypse. Everything's what iced over. What would you over. call a baby apocalypse? Uh. Not an apocalypse, but it's like a, it's like a. a like a cataclysm? Apocalittle. Apocal- 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 oh, it is. It's, we had an apocalittle. Apocalittle. That's precious. Uh, it's a sheet of ice and Texas doesn't really know what to do about that. Uh, we're not really mm-hmm. set up for that. So everything's frozen, but luckily it's melting right now. I just let the dogs out and like what was a frozen sheet of ice, uh, like little, like the deck out there is soaking wet now and it's starting to melt sure. really, really quickly. So I'm just like, yes, the, fuck you. But the problem with that is, is we're hitting freezing and we've got freezing rain and more ice coming for like the next three days. No, bro. So it's, it's getting just... above freezing. It's getting above freezing today. It's only going to dip below freezing for like an hour tonight. So we we should be pretty good. It's going to be just cold and wet. Cold and wet. Wet. Uh, which is well, nice. no matter... No, what? Which I'm, I've kind of been enjoying, actually. I've, oh. I've been enjoying these these days of shut-in. Huh. Huh. The very unlike you to I know. enjoy the cold. Yeah. The cold always bothered you anyway. Yeah, well, I have a fireplace um, again, and so this is really just gives me an excuse to just marinate in front of an overly hot fire for days. Overly hot fire. Yeah, I get too uh, close. <laughs> yeah. I love getting too close to the fire, and it gets all scr- it gets all tingly, and you scratch it. I smell my own burning clothes way too much. I know the smell of so many individual burning fabrics. It's I- wild. I love it. I love the feeling. Um, but so, okay. Yeah. So we had the apocalypse. That's why we are uh, a day late. Or I guess we're not a day late. We're on time. Come we're on. just recording it right now. The day, like we, when y'all hear right, this, it was just right on time. Before. Yeah. We are on schedule, but like exactly on schedule. Um, yeah. But it's here. It's Wednesday and it's in bulk. It is. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Oh. Pretty sure. Yeah. So it kind of is, it's kind of, this, I feel like kind of in bulky, in bulky weather, you know, like, I mean. I'm Googling it. Wet, wet, cold spring. Oh, yeah. It says evening of Feb 1st through the evening of Feb 2nd. Yep. Which, okay, whatever. Um, Seems seems always hard to pinpoint. I yeah, because does that mean does Eve does that mean like afternoon? Does that mean like I, noon? It, like now? Is it once it's yet? noon today, is it in bulk or is it? This is where you could get lost in the weeds real easy. Yeah, yeah, and I will. I will spend the rest of the day. Uh, but I didn't sleep well last night, man. I was up to like six, just 
stay, you know, doing do an old ceiling stare. Love that. And um just just like, come on, come on. You know when you talk yourself into being panicked about going to sleep? Cause you're like, okay, I, I don't know how to explain it, but you're like, okay, come on, go to sleep. If you go to sleep now, you have four hours. Oh shit. If you go okay, okay, well now you only have three and a half hours. Okay, no, but now you the only countdown. have down. Yeah. Y- yeah. And it just makes it harder to go to sleep. I was kind of doing that, but I had these alarms set uh, to get up and, and do this so we could do this at a reasonable time. And it just, it just didn't, it just didn't go off. But somehow I woke up only like 10 minutes, 15 minutes past when I was supposed to, when we were supposed to meet. So yeah. anyway, I apologize. It's okay. But, uh, I, I, I knew it was going to happen. I told Hunter, I was like, it'll be probably closer to 11. But I, I just, I, I predicted it, dude, and I don't really it's know so how. Weird. But I'm pleased. That's so strange. I was just, it just went the way it was supposed to. We're here now, and we're, we're here family. Now. Well, oh, <laughs> when you're here, you're family. Is that Olive Garden? I think it's Olive Garden. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. Um. Also, I just wanted to address the controversy real quick. Mm. Uh, not, a, not a controversy. I, I'm telling you, because of the state of things, my hot water has been on the fritz. Mm. So I am letting my taps drip. Uh, ah. And unfortunately, I kind of can't get away from that sound. So if it sounds like I'm frying chicken at any point, it's just me trying trying not to freeze to death, LOL. <laughs> LOL, I'm trying to have my ceiling explode inward with a bunch of falling water. Ha ha, tee-hee. <laughs> it's so great. Our infrastructure is so great. It's really holding up. So great. <laughs> I want to tell you, I have a good, I have a good example of uh of the Terry that I would like to to share with you. Yes. Um yes. so now for for the uninitiated, who is the Terry? My mother. And mm-hmm. she okay, so I yesterday this all hit at like noonish i guess like the the ice itself like it started raining before but everything started getting like really icy and sleety at like noon and we were like pretty out of shit like it was like one of those things where it was like six nights in a row we were like oh we gotta make a we gotta make like a pickup order and then we kept forgetting you know and yeah. just like keep doing it yeah. and you keep kicking that can down until it's like well mm, we have rice and zucchinis yeah. and you're just trying <laughs> to make do and so like we were at that point on fucking wednesday whatever day i don't even know what day it is anymore is today wednesday on monday i don't know yesterday it doesn't this matter was anymore, yesterday yeah. and so we were out of food and i was like, i'll just run to walmart real quick and just get some shit you know because i know we'd be probably iced in today and i just casually texted my mom that not thinking about the just sheer amazing amount of concern that would cause that i was about to go out before a, a, a blizzard and she was like, no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just give you some stuff. I have a, I'll just like put you like a box together. I was like, you, I don't need to steal your groceries. Like, I know you have some because I went and picked up her order earlier, like the day before and carried them in. So I was like, I know you just got a butcher. I don't want to take the groceries you've just got. But I also know that she's one that always has a very stocked kitchen. It's mm-hmm. like, it's food and snack central. I still can't help it. The first thing I do when I go into that house is I I like open the fridge. I just, it's programming. It's Pavlovian. It is what it is. And so she sends me this message that's like, well, you're going to have to get creative, but I have you some stuff. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, 
And I go up there, dude. Uh-huh. And I don't know what she's talking about. There's a week's worth of groceries in this box. I'm sending you You're a picture. Have to I'm sending you a picture right now. I took a oh picture yesterday. Just so before I put what needed to go into the fridge, into the fridge, just so I could document this. Okay. It's coming at you live, live right now. And just zoom, zoom in. Okay. Zoom in and, and take in I these details, my guy. Because oh my there's God. Like oh my God. Oh my so God. many meals. <laughs> First of all, this is like, this is like for sure at least a week's. This is a week's worth of, yeah, this is a week's for shot. For Hunter and me? Okay. So she sent like stuff for tacos one night. There was like two pounds of ground organic chicken and a packet of taco seasoning tied together with it. So I don't know what she means get creative. There was that and lettuce and tomatoes and onions. There was also two cans of chili and Fritos. So another meal right there. Like it just Can I pause going. and point out the funniest thing to me is the two yams in the corner. <laughs> And I know her enough to know that those were in her little metal hanging basket. And she's just like, fuck it. And just grabbed those two <laughs> and threw them in there. Dude, there was a wedge of brie cheese. There was a tube there- of uh, crescent rolls to bake. Apple pie filling? A can of apple pie filling. A box of Myers Meyer lemon pound cake mix. Oh, um, yeah. That Bear Creek cheddar and broccoli soup, you know, that comes in that bag. Yes. That shit. Yeah which is what we had for yesterday and we're going to have for lunch today. Like I just unpacked it and just stood back looking at it, blinking. Is that like a whole Belinda. thing of apples? It's a whole bag of apples, my guy. And a whole thing of those wasa crackers that I love. And then there's water oh, yeah. crackers. And then there were three things of saltines uh, and a <laughs> box of Jiffy cornbread mix. Uh-huh. And What's a quart jug of white? Milk, bro. Oh, my god! A gosh. glass jar of milk. My guy, that's we beautiful. might need to just post this so everybody can yeah. really see oh, yeah. what yeah, happened. I think that that's, I think that that's applicable. Um, yeah, those two yams are fucking getting me. I don't <laughs> know why. I want to. I want to put. I want to like give them their own little personality and clothes. I so I'm living wow. well, dude. I'm I'm living well. I'm I'm You're well fed. Yeah, I I am I feel I feel like a full on prince just in my ivory tower with my fireplace and my uh, and your yams. My yams and my cheese soup. Yams I'm for days. Thriving. Well, I'm glad. I'm I'm very, very, very glad that you are making it through this uh concerning time. Very in in, in the South right now. Or I guess is it what in Texas? No, it's I know Arkansas, How far is parts spanning? of Oklahoma, um, are I, Arkansas. I know for sure um, is also pretty pretty icy right now. Mm, 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 mm. It's terrible. Well, but here we are to do an episode. We are committed to doing a one take Sally. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so you know what that means. There might be some some stutters there might be some quietness but we're trying to get you a fresh hot episode okay this is hot. your fault somehow fresh hot wet hot, wet american summer yeah yeah for I never you, watched that i watched the uh i only watched one of them i watched the the summer camp like the oh the summer camp one um it was like on netflix it was like 10 episodes long 
And it was... I think I watched, like, one episode with you at... um, with Russ one time, but like we were limited on time. So we didn't get to finish, but yeah, I watched it all the way through in one sitting when I lived in Arkansas with like my five or four roommates and just watched it on our couch that was found on the side of a road. And it just really sets the scene of where I was at that point in my life. College life. Awful man. Woof. Um, Let's, do you want to give a big old horn, 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 horn? Because I think we should give a big old horn, 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 Yeah, guttural. Just get more guttural every single time. We have actual, concrete, tangible, real for your ear holes information about the tour for you guys <gasps> pew, pew, pew. listen to me okay so today there's some actual tickets for sales that you can go yeah. and you can buy with real american dollars or fucking whatever i don't know if any of you canadians are going to want to come loonies and toonies what do y'all use like you could buy with real monies and use as a, a unit of admission for a real life show that is happening on April the 15th and April the 16th. It, <laughs> I just had a whole thought process while you were talking. But, but real quick, let's, let's do, yes, for the, the Northeast, Jim and Jupe tour with the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour and two Geminis and a Leo podcast live. Pow, pow, pow. Y'all, we're talking Philly. Listen, you Philly people, all you Philly, hey, all you Philly people. Um, hey, it, all you Philly people, <laughs> listen to me. me. The 15th and the 16th, we're doing two shows in a row. We're going to be at the... Of, of what? April? Yes, April. And so that's, that's the Philly dates, guys. Those tickets are up for grabs. You can get them. So you can go on over. Too, and we'll explain this to anahadaspurpose.com slash tour, okay, <laughs> to buy these tickets. We did that because, y'all, this is a cottage tour. We're doing this all, you know, just ourselves here. Uh, and Rachel of Two Geminis and a Leo is who runs Anahada's Purpose. And through Anahada's Purpose, you can do full-on ticketing and even seat selection. So, you guys, that's why we went ahead and rolled with that. You can go and you can pick your seat. You can choose where you want to be. There's VIP tickets for both of these shows. Uh, so give it, give it a look. Give it a, give it a peruse. Uh, we have two more dates that are at least one more date for sure that is coming down the pipeline. Um, so we will be going ahead and, and talking about that one here soon, guys. But yeah, give those. Give those dates a look if you're in or around Philly, guys. Uh, and just so you know, the other one we're looking, there's going to be some some New York action. So if you're kind of in that area, you know, just keep your eyes and your ears peeled because there's there's some stuff coming. Peel them like a carrot. Like a carrot. So anyway, that's tour info. Uh, give that a look one more time. That was onahottestpurpose.com slash tour. Uh, we'll link that in the show notes and you can see the dates there and all that jazz. and um. Yeah, there we go. Exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to tell you my thought process now because it's all I can think about. Sure. Okay, so when you were explaining uh, 
Oh, geez. Whatever you were just explaining. Oh, my God, Macy, we waited too long. And now the idea has gone away. The money when I was talking about the money. I don't remember. I remember talking it, about the money of being like, whatever money that is used, you can use it to oh, buy tickets. Yes. And you, yeah, yeah I think yeah. that was then. Yeah, you were like, you can use money to get this ticket that you can then use for admission into. And I, I had a, a little, a, an epiphany. Mm. I was like, you know what? You are explaining things like an Aquarius would want something explained to them. I, You know what? We make it reptilian and we're yeah. happy uh-huh. I, yeah. was, I was like is she doing a bit but then i was like you know what she might just be explaining the process of how tickets work it's the it's the it's the aquarian lizard brain trying to convey very simple information in a very <laughs> convoluted way if you give me money see i'll exchange <laughs> i'll exchange you a ticket for that money <laughs> And then you can take that ticket and do something. With, I, now I'm going to take your money and do something with it too. Can take your money. It's but an you exchange. don't even know what that is. That's private. See, wow. our our uh, the our interaction ends there. It does contractual. Yeah. Oh. Transactional. I like the term contractually obligated. I do too. I don't know why. Well, it flows on the tongue. It's kind of a roller coaster for the mouth contractually obligated everybody say it everyone contractually obligated say it contractually obligated yeah it's fine wow what are we talking about today listen bro i'm talking to you about bananas (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) uh okay and i'm gonna talk to you about cattails Sweet. Oh, you know, I have a story about cattails. Um, Did you bite one? No, but I did kind of use some to not be imaginative with. So, all right. When I was in like second grade, there was this thing that went on, which I guess it went on every year. But this was the only year that anyone paid attention to it in my school. But there was this thing called Rising Star here in Texas, and it was like this award ceremony recognition thing for kids that made like art or poetry, kind of like of the arts and things like that. And sure. so just keep that little nug, right, of information. So Okay, okay. Also at this time, for reasons I cannot really remember, uh, and this might have been first grade, first, second grade, doesn't matter. We would go like once a week or two and to this room, which I guess this was supposed to be art class, but we would watch this, these videos of these people called the Draw Squad. Yeah. And that's what they would always do is he'd be like in the Draw Squad. And he would give a thumbs up and he would drag the thumb like all the way across his chest and give an elongated yeah. And so Weird. in these videos, they would show you how to draw things just like super simple, single or like not single line, but, you know, just like line drawings of things just to kind of learn how to draw. And one of these things was this picture of like these these cattails in water and the there's like ripples coming. You kind of like do the the like echoing out ripple effect of just like the the circles around the stems and and things like just kind of learning that, right? And so basically I took that concept of like that simple drawing and just redrew it but with 
better detail. And sure. that got submitted and got me into Rising Star. And I was nominated and in the magazine when I totally oh basically just used a draw squad oh drawing idea. But you I took the award anyway. Yeah. Dross when you yeah. were in the second grade. <laughs> yeah. And I never traced it. I did just draw it, but the idea solely and singularly came from exactly well, that video. Okay, listen, how old were you? I would have been six or five. Five or There's six. There's only so many ideas Seven. a five year old can have. Yeah. No. I mean, here if if you weren't seeing that video and then drawing that, you would have seen like a cat on TV and well, and drew that's that the thing. It it fits the way that I still do art. When I sketch or do anything, even if I'm not replicating the image it. exact exact like the same way, I have to have a source image. I always use a source image, but that was just me really using that source image. But I added shit like raindrops, and they had their own little right. ripples in the water, and it had leaves and shit. My mom has it framed. I don't even know if she knows this that it was not an original idea for no. me, oh, but no. um, it wasn't. Here's the thing, brother. Uh, uh, fucking let's draw or whatever his name was yeah doesn't have a monopoly he, he doesn't have fucking a, a copyright on cattails no they don't which speaking of have you ever twisted one in your hands and blown it up you know what i haven't not uh. that i can remember and and i really want to because i have been the re okay listen here i'm gonna tell you something about me and the reason i picked this topic is because i got on a real kick of watching people on TikTok try to take bites out of cat. Oh, don't do it. Do you know out there? I know you know Mace, but if you don't know what happens, so like the cattail, and we'll get into it more with the topic, but like it's so intensely packed with seeds, fluffy like seeds, little fibrous, little fibrous seeds. That like they'll take a small bite because they're like, haha, looks like a corn dog, haha. I've heard these things are edible. Tiny little bite, boom, your whole mouth is full of like these cottony And seeds. you better not breathe them into your goddamn lungs. Like oh, You might die. That stuff freaks. I, anytime I see those, I, I, they freak me out because I feel like I'm going to suffocate. <laughs> <laughs> you might. <laughs> don't fuck with a cattail, man. I don't fuck with a cattail, uh, but they are fun to like twist them, you know, and kind of like break right. them and see all the little fluffy like it's amazing to see how many fluffies are packed in there yeah do do hand stuff with them yeah yeah hand stuff yeah. hand stuff you know hand stuff mm -hmm. all right mace i believe you are first up on the docket oh gosh okay talk to me <laughs> drive me bananas talk to you about bananas so one we both have two very dick-like that topics today yeah 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 a lot of a lot of peens a lot of peens um a lot of peens coming at you today and that has a bit of a place with the banana and what was interesting is that there's a tremendous amount of world history with the banana so much so that i can't even really cover hard most of it just a little there's been like three like banana renaissances throughout like ancient history to somewhat huh. modern history to where it's like it would spread kind of get forgotten about get rediscovered spread again and then get forgotten about like it is just the banana especially in the tropical regions of the world is a big deal so what yeah. is a, what is a banana then let's talk let's talk about what a banana 
is. Well, let me tell what you is a banana? Can it's that be a, the name of the episode? And what What is a banana? No episode what is number. A nothing. Just no. What is just a what is a banana? It'll be like the time my mom legitimately forgot what peanut butter cookies were. I love that and for like, story so much. <laughs> a span of thirty minutes. It was just me and dad la- uncontrollably laughing, <gasps> and her just repeatedly being like, "Okay, but what?" Are- what are peanut what are peanut butter cookies? I love brains. They're so weird. I know. <laughs> and I was like, do we need to be concerned? Oh my gosh. Let me tell you something. Uh, Bananically bananas are botanically yes. berries. So when you oh, when you okay. peel that sweet, no. slippery flesh off of that banana and you put it in your mouth, that's a berry. Technically. Ow believe that that's too long to be a berry it's a berry it's that a big breaks, old berry that breaks the rule for how long a berry can be it is i love okay it was described as yeah it's elongated it's an elongated edible fruit and that is uh one that wanted to lead me into one of my favorite descriptions that i've ever i think found on wikipedia and really only for the first sentence or so because i swear to you it's smut like it, oh hell yeah did tell me that this isn't describing exactly what a banana also looks like the okay, fruit give is, it to me in your best kitty maxwell okay, voice okay the fruit is variable in size color and firmness but it is usually elongated and curved with the soft flesh, rich. And then it says in starch and carbohydrates and whatnot. But it's like when you say, when you stop soft flesh. So it's like variable yeah. in size, color, and firmness, but usually elongated and curved with soft flesh. That's it's dick. a dick. We're talking about a dick now. It's a dick. And uh, covered with a rind. The rind may be green, may be yellow, red, purple, or brown, depending on ripeness or type of banana. They like to grow in plentiful clusters or bunches. We're actually going to get into the real names of those in a minute, and I'm not recovered from it. I'm not over it. Um, of the clusters? So, of the names, yeah. And uh. so right out of the gate, it's important to note that we as a species have domesticated and done a lot to bananas um and like the big bright yellow banana that you see at the grocery store today the the cavendish um it (laughs) it, (laughs) uh, sorry what it has come a long way the cavendish variety okay um and it they were very different from their original wild counterparts and so originally like wild bananas, which are believed to have come from Southeast Asia, were not super edible to humans. So they had a bunch of like these really hard seeds all inside of them. And there wasn't that much like edible fruit, you know, available around these seeds. However, every now and again, you'd get like these weird genetic one-offs to where they would be like little mutants and make seedless fruits. And these were like, spread and propagated through root offshoots so like planted 
that way because they didn't have any seeds. So they planted by like suckers or like little offshoot plants. And humans started purposefully doing this a really long time ago uh, for the domestication of bananas, um, making them more edible, having this seedless variety of bananas. So hmm. the Musa species are are native. So bananas, like the whole, I think, banana family, the genus, uh, is native. It <laughs> comes banana from family. banana family. Um, it comes from, like again, uh, as was mentioned, like Southeast Asia, uh, parts of Australia, Papua New Guinea. Uh, and it seems that, or at least the evidence of the first uh, domestication, the place, archaeologists have focused on uh, the, I think it's kook, but it's K-U-K, cuck. I meant to look this up. I really did. Um, <laughs> valley, uh, valley in New Guinea. And here there's evidence around 8,000 BCE humans were, were domesticating bananas. We're trying to make the banana something better. 8,000 BCE. That's a long time ago. And That's a long banana. It is a long banana. And following this, it spread to the Philippines. And then from there, like all over the tropical place, like all over the place. And so they eventually arrived in India um, and Malaysia not too long after starting the domestication process. And plantains, which I'll get to the the difference of the use of uh, like plantains versus banana in a little bit. This is also kind of a topic on plantains too, because the definition between the two is kind of muddy. Um, Brother, when I went to Puerto Rico, we had plantains with every meal. I love plantain. Good cooked plantains are fabulous. Uh, They're so good. Oh, uh, kind of savory. Mm. Um, you put a little bit of that, uh, like adobo seasoning. Just, on it's fry just them up, put a so good. Up, it's wonderful. They so plantains may have been growing in eastern Africa as early as three thousand BCE, and in Madagascar by one thousand BCE. So still a long time ago, bananas were spreading. They were growing uh, in places that they did not originally exist, and. It just, it keeps, like, the timeline continues on. There's Buddhist uh, literature talking about bananas in 600 BCE. And then Alexander the Great's expeditions uh, in India in, like, 300-ish BCE, 320. He found the fruit, talked about the fruit. And then it arrived in South America, well ahead, it seems, of when the Europeans did, as early as 200 BCE, uh, via sailors of the Southeast Asian origin. So they were really all over the place. By third century CE or common era, plantains were being cultivated in plantations in China. So that's just like big time spreading all over the world. Uh, exploding. Exploding. Bananas exploding. And fast forward a good long while and you get the colonial period. And oh. There's some fucked up stuff here. Oh, yeah, there is, bud. And so here, bananas find themselves in the Caribbean. 
and in Central and South America on plantations worked by enslaved people. Bananas were introduced purposefully uh, in many instances on these plantations for a couple of reasons. One, the tall banana trees helped shade the, the valuable things on the plantations which wasn't the people, but like the coffee, you know, oh, no. yeah. and the and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the the, and the cacao the crop, yeah, you know, that and so they shaded that, and so those need diffused light. So you have the banana trees, but then it's just like a, a good byproduct of that. It's like, well, we can use these bananas to feed the slaves, I guess, and so. Hmm. They were an easy to digest food, very energizing, has a lot of carbs in it. And they were fed to the slaves essentially to keep them going, fast calories to help get them through the miserable, terrible, brutal work of working in cane fields, working on plantations of many different varieties, essentially any variety because they were enslaved. And mm -hmm. because of this, bananas and plantains have become very pretty much natu naturalized in that region of the world uh, with them finding their way into the cuisine and the culture, um, so much so that you would assume that they're from there. Like you said, like the plantains that are so prevalent in the food. It's because in those regions, there was a lot of like Caribbean and just like all of that area. Those plantations where enslaved peoples worked. And with that, it gets infused into the culture. And it just really like, I don't know. It, it's, it reminded me of the okra episode, mm -hmm. you know, to where it's like, yeah, it oh, it's a really... Southern food. And it's like, uh, but let's talk about that, <laughs> right? you know, and it, it just really, I think the history of food on the planet is fascinating and it can tell you so much about the history of the world. And here's something, here's a, here's a little fun factoid for you. So apparently a single banana is called a finger. And Stop. a smaller Shut cluster, a smaller cluster of fingers, up to 20 fingers, is called a hand. <laughs> up to 20 fingers. And a okay. bunch, as in the whole big bunch, is made of multiple hands. So you got these fans of bananas called hands made of fingers. And mm. I, I just thought that was, isn't that neat? Um, so a banana is a finger. Yes. Anything I, less than 20 bananas is a hand. Plus 20 bananas is a bunch. Well, when they're all connected. So they grow. Oh, okay. I yeah, got they you. grow on the big, big bunch in yeah. like these fan shapes. And depending on the species of banana depends on how many grow in a hand. And all these hands attach to the big old bunch that's attached to the top of the tree. Um, Terrifying. I also, in multiple places, saw the peel called a an epidermis, which I want to erase from my Stop. brain so much. <laughs> Are you going to erase it by passing that yes. information on you to us? you suffer with me now. <laughs> You're in here with me! Um, <laughs> enjoy that. Uh, Fuck. But it has a purpose, just like our skin, and it helps to protect it from contaminants of the environment. You know, so like even if the peel gets kind of like scratched or beat up, that inside flesh, it's, it might be all right in there, you know, and it helps it itself. Flesh? Uh, yeah, the meat, the fruit. Wh um, why are bananas entirely too human? They are human. They Well, I don't know. You're right, though. And... Mm. What's interesting, though, is you have this, uh, and this very well could be the cause of it, uh, that you have this very protected fruit 
The plant itself seems super prone to getting sick a lot, especially domesticated bananas, all kinds of diseases. Uh, some of these are real fun. Uh, really, only the last one is fun. But I, I had to, I had to quote, write this down because I can't believe it. Uh, so, one Panama disease. That sounds serious. Yes. Black stigatoka also sounds serious. serious. And then, yeah. And then. Banana bunchy top virus. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop. So that no. could really wreak havoc. Uh, and those diseases actually wiped out, uh, can wipe out whole species of bananas, bananas, not, not bananas. And Panera bread. It, so there was one, there was a, a, strain called the gross michael the gross michael banana <laughs> and it became commercially extinct and it was like a big deal for a while but all the diseases knocked it out so gross michael and here we have our cavendish uh, and it, it mm-hmm. became really popularized after the gross michael died that is a- an eloquent name compared to gross michael yes and it was Panama disease, it seemed, that got gross, Michael. Not uh, bunchy, wiggly, top not, or whatever. Yeah, not do the wiggle dance disease. Um, <laughs> it <laughs> um, uh, In the 1950s, that's when gross Michael got it. This, and Macy, is this a real time? Am I still asleep? Is this a fucking fever dream? No, but I will say okay. it's G R O S space M I C H E L. So it might be Gross Michael. Gross. It looks like Gross Michael. It went extinct in the 1950s from Panama disease. It's gone now. The Michael slash Michael is not the interesting part of the name. I know. So now we have the Cavendish. It, it, it sprung up to action when Gross Michael died, and it's easy to see why bananas have become so endeared from us from early on, because they're a pretty nutrient-packed food that's available all year long in the environments that they grow in. So in the tropical environments, they're there all year long. You can eat on them all year, and it makes them an incredibly valuable food source, calorie source, especially for people that depend on the land for their food, both in the past and now. Uh, they're super, they're pretty calorically dense. Uh, they're pretty starchy and calorically can cook up similar to a potato, especially some of your more meatier kind of fleshy kind of, uh, your plantain type ones. And this can be very helpful in meeting caloric requirements. So in the modern world here, we kind of forget that that is a thing. And now we worry more about controlling the surplus of calories. Uh, But it's important to remember that in a lot of places in the world, even today, it's the opposite. They need to figure out how to overcome the deficit of calories. And bananas are high in nutrition, high in calories and starches. And because of that, are a staple in many diets in places such as Africa, Asia, uh, South and Central America, and the Pacific Islands. Like they're part of the local cuisine because they're dependent upon heavily as a food source. And they're full of all kinds of things that help the body run uh there are carbs in there for you know like both simple and complex all kinds of vitamins there's b6 in there there's carotene there's niacin you got all kinds of things in there that are on the back of your vitamin bottles that mean things and and do things that i don't always know uh and 
lots of potassium. You always hear you eat a banana and you having a cramp, eat a banana. Help help you ride out, you know. You got you got you got it. It has potassium. It has potassium in it. And it's got electrolytes. They're easily digestible, which is nice. It makes the access of that food energy faster than perhaps apples or you know some other things like meat. Even like uh, it's just it's it's mushy. The body breaks it down right away. You get that energy really really quickly versus like the the harder kind of breakdown that would come from an apple, which is still a fruit. You know, it's just it's a different texture. It's easier to break down. And because of this, they're also important to the economies of the countries that produce these bananas. So not only are they a food source, they're commonly grown there and produced as a source of income for the economy. But interestingly, interestingly though, uh, even though bananas are a big deal to us, like in America and Europe, only about 15% of bananas grown worldwide are for export. So largely bananas are grown for local like places. They're grown interesting, and not shipped out. They're grown and consumed where they are. And generally, we get our bananas, it seems, from Central and South America, where those in Europe will get them from the Caribbean. I don't really know why that is. Um, but that seems to be the case. This is fun. This is another thing that just kind of made me stare at the wall for a while that I didn't like reading. Um, so exported bananas are picked when they're not ripe. They're picked when they're green and they are more resistant to getting bruised and spoilage, uh, than ripened fruits would be. And so at the end, when they've made it to where they need to go, they, they essentially, they, they gas them with ethylene gas, which ripens them to maturity. And that's how pretty much all of our bananas are ripened. I don't even know what that means. I meant to look into it, but ethylene gas (laughs) just sounds so serious. It's just they take it to a gas station and they just just, smother them. Just pour gas all over it. That's where all the gas is going. So I just love that. That's another thing y'all get to carry with me. So... Something that was important to the spread of the banana. I was like, so what got this fruit from South America, you know, Central and South America and the Caribbean? What made um, what made us here in America get so hard for it? You know, mm. and so exports just kind of or imports of bananas into the U.S. continue to grow a little bit. uh and, but it still remained an exotic fruit in America, still into like the latter 1800s. So like 1870s, it's still like a fancy fruit. The banana's like, oh, you have bananas? Like shit, dude. Um, so fast forward a bit and like, I don't know, 40-ish or so years and bananas are... So important. They fucking explode. The banana economy just blows up. So as an example of this, in 1871, about this period when they were still fancy exotic fruits, the Uh, banana export economy into the United States was valued at around $250,000. I did not put that into an inflation calculator. So seems like it would be a lot. By the first year of the 20th century, only about 30 years later it was 6.4 million dollars so big time growth here and and in just 10 years after that it doubled again so why 
What made, why? What happened with the banana? What There's one did dude this? eating all the bananas. One person just living and dying for the banana. Yeah. And what helped was that somehow, and this is what I couldn't really get a clear answer on. So starting around the early 1900s, the banana was cheaper somehow than the apple. And the apple's like your go-to fruit, right? It's portable still. Right. You know, it's, it's, you can, it's, you can pack it in a bag. You can take it. You can preserve it. You can do all kinds of things with an apple, but the bananas were cheaper. And this really helped the popularity grow and just kind of make it suitable for all classes, you know, like most, it made it so it was most people perhaps could afford we a banana. Gatekeeping bananas anymore. No, yes. Normal people were able to eat bananas and this helped the popularity grow. At one point, they were so beloved. Uh, that there was actually an import duty that was proposed on the banana that they were like, 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 I don't, somebody was, Congress, I guess, was thinking about putting an import duty on bananas and the, because that, that cost would get passed down to the customers and the public apparently fucking flipped out and were Good. like, absolutely yes. not. Yes. And they threw a fit and they didn't want to yeah. pack on their bananas. And they they scrapped the idea. They scrapped it off the table. Hell and this yeah. really carries on today where the banana, or at least a hand of bananas, um, is one of the cheapest fruits around. And yeah. it, especially considering the nutritional profile that it is paired with, it just makes it a good staple to have for a cheap price to help round out nutritional inputs. And they're high in calories, but that comes with a good amount of nutrition and energy for the body. Plus a banana is filling. Unlike some fruit, like if I eat an orange, I'm like, I just drank about a quarter ounce most of, water of juice Mostly water yeah, yeah and there was some pulp in there but like a banana if you have like a banana cut up with just like there. a tablespoon of peanut butter smeared on it like that's some you feel full like that's like a snack you know and that's just it just makes it a really compact food which Brother, is it's not healthy the price but you ever had a fried banana hell yeah oh it's delish yeah. Dude, you can do so much with a banana. You can mix like a banana with two eggs and make like pseudo pancakes and it's delicious. It's wonderful. I think I've heard that. Yeah. And little, little, like, they call them like something bullshit, like protein pancakes. But like, you just mash a, a good ripe banana, whisk it with a couple eggs and it'll cook up kind of like, kind of crepey, you know? And mm. it's nice. Yeah. It's not bad. You ever let your bananas go kind of brown and make some sweet ass banana bread? Dude, I talk about banana bread in the, ma the magic section here in just a minute because banana bread is magical as hell. Uh, ban uh, banana bread is, um, dare I say, gush worthy. It is. It Well, and it is just, it, it just does things to us. It's incredible. Mm. Um, let's talk about the metaphysical. And first, let's just, let's get into, let's talk color magic, right? So with the banana, particularly our recognized Cavendish variety that we see in stores, we think of that bright splash of yellow. There they are, Yeller. gleaming. They're yellow, they're bright. And we can tie yellow to our solar plexus chakra uh, or our manapura. And with our confidence and like self-assurance, that's where that, that's where that lives, you know, like our kind of like our inner fire is right there. Uh, and yellow is a color of joy and happiness. And it can be helpful and letting your own light shine 
outward. And so if you want to work with that kind of energy, if you want to work on the just kind of on your solar plexus area, your your manapura chakra, and you want to you want to beef that up, work with some color. And with that, you can food, food pairs with color magic amazingly, you know, and so you have that, that's your yellow, you know, and that's your energy and it's infused in the food itself. Even the meat is like pale yellow, you know, it's like the whole thing. It's yellow. There it is. Um, and so that it can just be a helpful, a helpful little way to infuse food into your color magic. And let's talk You'll about turn yellow. If you, if you eat a bunch of bananas, you might. If you if you eat uh, three bananas in a row, you'll turn yellow, bright yellow, and everyone will mm-hmm. look at you and point at you and say, "Hey, you ate three bananas in a row." I know what you did, and then they'll lift you up on their shoulders and parade you around. Yeah, hmm. I've definitely eaten two bananas in a row. You know, I've eaten two and a half. I've never gone the full three. Never gone the full three. I love Scared a banana. Of the man. Fame. I love a banana so much. Like I like a banana, but I never think about a banana. Oh, I, I eat why. bananas a lot. It's such a it's a good addition to anything. I have like deep old like lizard memories with the banana because I don't know how she does it, but grandma at this house that I now reside in, grandma has one of her witchcraft abilities is all of the fruit in her house is always exactly as ripe as she wants it to be Mm, i don't get it mm, mm, i don't know how she does mm. it i'm not gonna say it's as ripe as it should be because she likes her apples mealy and somehow her apples are always mealy i don't get it but they are but like the melon like her the melons that she serves are always perfect like it is wild and the bananas that are in her house especially as a child coming down here i knew that they were perfect and they always bananas Oh, they were perfect right at that level, right at that level before they come become too, too sweet. And they're not, they don't have that sour, unripe tartness anymore. Like they're perfect. And I associate that taste. And now about, you know, it's not every time because you get a short window with bananas, but like, that's what I think of every time I eat one and it tastes like that. I just get shot back to having those same thoughts when I was like four years old. Like, why is this banana so good in this house? <laughs> it's Peggy's. Um, woo! It's Peggy's specialty. Is a, is a good ripe banana. Yeah, ripens the ripens the fruit right up. Mm. And so let's get into the. Maybe there's just a bunch of ethanol gas in your house. Just always <laughs> in my house, circulating, <laughs> ripening my bananas. <sighs> so let's talk about the shape. I could hear some nerd already commenting. You know, you'd probably die. From, oh, the ethylene gas. I don't even know what it is. I meant to look it up because I was just like, ethyl- I've heard of like ethylene glycol, which I don't know what that is either. Yeah, but I don't know. Listen, don't don't ask questions. It's banana magic. Yeah, eat, eat, just eat your bananas and smile. Um, yeah, sit down, chomp that banana. Yeah. And listen, they're shaped like dicks. And we have to talk about it. Yes. There is dick energy here. Think about mm-hmm. it, guys. These have, they're all over the world. They've spread all over the world now. And Oof. like they've just really, they're virile. And 
Where, <laughs> like, even as they grow. So here's the deal. We know what I didn't realize. I figured that bananas would grow pointing down. But, buddy, they don't. They grow curving up. No. Every one of the oh, little yeah. bananas is just pointing right up at erect. the sky, erect, very erect, dozens of Proud. little dicks, all curving upwards towards the sun, all Aww. at once. And we can't discount that, can we? They reach to the sky. And bananas have a go-get-it energy. That's what they're about. It pairs with the physical burst of energy that we get when we eat it. They're bright. They're energizing. They're portable. They're practical. You know, you can just throw them in a lunchbox. You can throw them in a pocket. You got like deep sweater pocket, throw a banana in there. It's your walking snack. It's, it's, it's ready for you. You can do whatever you need. Yeah. Yes. The classic walking snack. The walking snack is important. And mm. with the banana, you find a lot of solar properties. You know, your yang energy. You're getting like your linear getting to it. Let's get, let's hop to it. Energy. That's with the banana. And you know what? Bananas have a thick skin, but they're still soft on the inside. They're still Aww. sweet on the inside. And they're a Lucky good reminder. You. Yeah, exactly. They're a good reminder that we do all sometimes need to thicken our skins just to survive out in the world. But the banana reminds us that you could still be soft and sweet on the inside. You don't have to give up your sweet center just to have a thickened skin. They can they can be separate. And then when you get home, you can peel that skin <laughs> off and you can be as mushy as you want to be. Mm. Mm. And do you eat the do you eat the end of a banana? Yes, I don't give a shit. Ugh. I don't know what the problem is. Well, no, dude, when I peel a bit, I don't mess around. I usually just unpeel the entire banana at once and then just carry it and eat it peeled. Do you just kind of swallow the whole banana like a snake? No, I eat it in bites, but I just peel it first because I don't want to deal with the peel later. You your jaw and eat it, but like you don't turn it so it goes down your throat. You eat it like a still at a 90 degree angle. No. I do uh, Is that a surprise? Okay. Yeah. I think yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying the middle image. Mm-hmm. So the banana, may, it reminds us, it makes it, it gives us a frame of mind, right? Instead of trying to harden or change ourselves, we're just focusing on having a thick skin. You know, it's just a layer of armor. It doesn't need to be our, our gushy little soft center. Gushy. <laughs> it doesn't need to be replaced. It just needs to be protected. You know, so that's just, they're, they're good reminder for that. Bananas, they're great for Beltane magic, Beltane ceremonies, ah. Beltane food. Not only are they bright, they're appropriately shaped. You can get oh. playful. You can get playful with your food. Have a banana framed with a couple, you know, oranges on each side. Make some erotic fruit art. It's really fun. I don't know if you've ever just made little, oh, yeah. little fruit art, little erotica scenes. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. It's great. Use it for so that can be some of your Beltane decoration. If you have a Beltane party, if you have a Beltane altar, make some little sexy fruit art. Use a banana, <gasps> loud and proud. There it is. Aww. And so this flows into fertility magic as well. And again, like we talked about, I guess last week with Henbit, fertility magic doesn't have to mean making the babies. It can for sure, but it can mean you know you're wanting that seed for all kinds of purposes. And utilizing a banana's, you know, like, 
essence, I guess, you know, whether it's you're cooking it in a meal or you have one on your altar or whatever, you can tap into that energy that it, it bananas have like burst energy. Like they have like, that's kind of the thing that they have. It's like load blowing energy is kind of what we have. with. Oh, so, okay. I get it now. That can be great for fertility magic. You know, again, it doesn't have to be if you're not wanting to reproduce, but if you're wanting to produce something new, something, whether it be a project or an idea or a dream, uh, anything, a plan, that's that having that burst can be a really great start. You know, that's your seed. And uh, you utilize, you utilize banana, banana energy for that. Uh, the banana peel has properties in its own. So if you need to be slippery, or if you need to make somebody oh, else be slippery. Like you know. a cartoon. Yeah. It can be good for that. If you are walking, you know, if you're if you're taking the sassier route and you perhaps want someone to slip up, there's <gasps> there's banana peel energy, whether that is in your kind of personal practice, if it allows for such workings or not. That's just the information that I give to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The banana is versatile in the kitchen. In kitchen witchery, you can put it in drinks, you can have appetizers, you can have dishes, especially with plantains, you can have desserts, you can have all kinds of things going on with the banana. You can go wild with the banana if you want to. All kinds of things. You know what? And a smoothie is a potion. And uh. if you assemble one with intention, intention, like remembering what strawberries are all about when you put them in there, remembering what bananas are all about when you put them in there and give them a purpose for what they're for. Same for the blueberries, same for the spinach, whatever, everything you put in, remember its essence and its properties. And as you assemble them, have them in there for that reason, give them a purpose. You're infusing a potion and that go. And I, I give smoothies as an example, because a lot of people just make those in the morning, you know, as, as like a breakfast thing, but like, you can apply that practice to every aspect of kitchen witchery and anything can be a potion. Anything can be a magical thing. If we just can remember to make it. So if we infuse it with energy and intention when we do so. So let's talk about banana bread. Uh, I could do that forever because man, it's magical. And in my opinion, it is one of the most like affecting things that I have seen on people in like when it's smelled, when it is cooking. Mm. It oh yeah, is a very heavy scent and it is comforting and it is warm and it creates a space. The, it itself creates a space and it's just one it's one of my favorite things to make especially if like I don't like there was one night in particular like Russ and Ashton stayed and I like made a loaf in the morning, you know, oh. and just like it, it just is a whole magical thing to to make, you know, and like there's it is serious. Like, I mean, you I'm you have a hot piece fresh out of the oven. It is hot, moist banana bread. Maybe it's still mm -hmm. got the steam fumes rising from it, you know, it you sure can does. kind of see it in my mind rising from it. it. And you put that you put that little pat of butter on it and it starts to melt right and you move oh. it back and forth and then you can kind of see like you know when you've like really worked the butter in and it's kind of like oh it's just kind of like frothy in a couple areas because it's just sinking in sinking into the into the bread and it's got the, that sheen of butter and it's maybe dripping from the edges you know and you pick it up 
and it it gets on your fingers and you eat it mm-hmm. and it just blows your mind when you bite mm-hmm. it. It is a sensual experience, banana bread. And I even people and I'm I like I know because there is someone there's always people like not everybody likes everything. There's people who don't like banana bread, but I have met plenty of people who do not like bananas that fuck with banana bread. Like, yeah, it's it's like the it's the happy place. It's like what banana it's like the what banana flavoring dreams to be in like for the palate of everyone. It is mm. the best thing in the world. And I just think that it it has a a profound impact. You know, like I, I try to make it every couple of months and just on those days, it just it's a very loving experience. Like to eat banana bread, especially freshly made, either by yourself or someone that you know, it just makes the heart feel good. It just I think it heals the heart. I really do. Like and you can it, feel it's it. It's definitely for it is one of those things that is um it, it feels more emotionally comforting than a lot of other foods. Yes. Yeah. Very, very much so. Like it, it, like a blanket. It feels like a weighted blanket, like on the body when mm-hmm. you eat it. I love it. Uh, so moving on from that, because I could talk about it all day and I'm really wanting to, I have actually like three unripe bananas in the freezer that I've just kind of had waiting for a day that I want to thaw them out. And that actually might be today. Uh, I need it, I think, now after talking about it so much in such detail i'm sitting here making a mental note of like i gotta add banana bread shit to my groceries i gotta do it so banana leaves can be useful as well in magic if you have a banana tree and uh so from a pragmatic standpoint and this is often done in the places which they are grown now just like as just like where they natively grow or are naturalized now, uh, they can be used as plates or wrappings uh, for things, the, the leaves. And as well as decoration, they are used oftentimes like in the uh, preparation of barbacoa, which is mm, delicious. And they also have a metaphysical uh, tie to wealth and abundance. So if you have a banana tree or live near banana trees, the foliage there can yield those uh, those essences of abundance, of wealth to magical workings. And so really, that's the banana. And it may seem, maybe we look at a banana a little bit differently now, you know, because the banana, it asks us to go forth and conquer, go get it. It's not only like a burst of energy when it's consumed, but energetically, it is solar and properties. It is going for it. It is heating. It's charging forward. It's linear. And the banana asks us maybe to not think so hard. Just just go do it. Just go for it, which is really useful energy to have, especially if you've kind of been tap dancing back and forth on a decision, you know, and you need to move. And that's because the banana is not edging energy that's not that's not the banana the banana again we're talking load blowing energy (laughs) and whether you like the term or not there's times when we can absolutely utilize the encapsulation of load blowing energy because is this a shirt (laughs) i should be and 
Like, dude, you could have like a banana and it's peeled and just written on the side of the flesh. It just says load blowing energy just coming out of the peel. Um, Because sometimes you just need to do that. Sometimes that's the energy you need to have. Sometimes you could keep, oh, you could keep edging. You could keep tap dancing back and forth. But no, sometimes you just got to, you just got to go. And that's important energy to have. It's not to say that you need to necessarily use the banana in order to do that. But I I shouldn't have to clarify, but I feel like I just should, just in case. That is not to say the banana has to help you blow your load. Hmm. But the essence of the banana is the essence of load-blowing energy. Going after it. Getting to it. Just gooshing, even if that means it grinds everything else to a halt. You did it for you, buddy. And you got to have your experience. And sometimes that's what we have to do. Yeah. And, you know, whether or, you know, if it's not, whether you want to strengthen up your, your, your solar plexus, you know. Maybe kind of building up that confidence a little bit. uh, That there's those there, you know, you want to kind of make yourself feel more confident to pull that trigger and then go forward and conquer. The banana can help you build up. But again, it's only building up to blow. It's not building up to just (laughs) teeter. It wants to go for it. That's banana energy. And I realized that at some point I missed, uh, I missed the explanation of the banana plantain thing. So oftentimes like, like here, you know, like in, for instance, like in Europe and America, uh, and like Canada a lot, you like dessert bananas are bananas, you know, and plantains are the Why more savory. Why do you say Canada variety. with such disdain? I, I could not remember the word. I was mad at myself. Um, I, and, and so, but that is not set in stone. And so there's other places to where it's kind of the opposite and plantain and banana is kind of interchangeable depending on the culture uh so it's not that that's kind of why it's hard to say like all plantains are savory and all bananas are sweet because it's not necessarily true um so you just kind of have to go by specifically the area you know um and and go go from that like we call the yellow cavendish bananas bananas but like also at the supermarket you can see them big long green plantains you know and those are plantains so that's kind of that's kind of the difference there for us, Big, but it's not set in stone. Plantains. Hard. Curved. Fleshy. Fleshy. What it, what it, which curved. Yeah, it soft was. Soft flesh. It was very sexy. Hmm. Hmm. Mm hmm. You got a weird definition for sexy. I mean, sexily written. Whoever wrote that article <laughs> was trying something. Whoever wrote that article really liked bananas they liked bananas i really lot. liked bananas yeah too much mm-hmm. one might say mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow well i've never wanted banana bread more than i do in this moment it's all i can think about kind of mad about it yep oh my god listen i know if you're not a milk drinker you're not going to understand the joy of a hot Thick slab of buttery. Oh my god! Goddamn banana bread. Oh my god! And just a cold glass of milk. Oh, oh yeah, with the milk, man. So good. Fantastic. So good. Nothing mm. like it. 
Wow. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about something that is in a lot of ways extremely similar to the banana. Fantastic. Um, in fact, like at, at first when you said you were talking about bananas, I, I was kind of like, like, I don't know, 30% of the guffaw I let, I let out was because I was like, oh, bananas and cattails, that kind of, I could see how those things are going to be similar. Right. Uh, and, and they are, there's a lot of, there's, I'm going to be repeating a lot, I think of what you said. So I might just reference it to, you know, save everybody some time, Sure, but, <laughs> uh, cattails, I'm talking about the most common. Now, here's the thing. There's a ton of different kind of tat, cat, tat tails. Tat, I'm going to do that a lot. Cattails. I'm talking about the most common in the Northern hemisphere, which is Typha lat, latifolia. Latifolia. Okay. However, there's like a million different kinds of typha. So T-Y-P-H-A is a cattail, essentially. Okay. So cattails, a.k.a. bullrush. Oh, yeah. Gross. cat o nine tails Okay. Reed mace. Oh. Reed. Punks. Hmm. Raupo, sausage tail. Hell yeah. And in Australia, apparently, cumbungi? I believe that. Australia, let us know. Yeah. Uh, so, cattails. Uh, they Leave grow. it to the Aussies to have a, a name, a, a very unique yeah. name for everything. Cumbungi? <laughs> Uh, C-U-M-B-U-N-G-I. I may be bungling that a little bit, but. Yeah. Cattails. They were born in the wetlands, honey. Um, they grow in the wetlands. Sweet. I love that that is your reaction to any Orville peck. Every time. It's I just, think aww. that he is a gift to every single one of us. I love him so much. Strange place for a boy, boy to boy drown. drown. Uh, um, uh, that thing is happening to me. Do you know that episode of South Park way, 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 way back in the day where Cartman can't hear the beginning of uh, Sticks? What's the song by the Sticks? Um, sailing? Is it Sailing? Oh, I'm yes. Sailing. Yes, yes. And then he, can't, he has to sing the whole song. I'm you kind of doing that right now. I got, I got to push forward or else I will continue. I will become Oravel Peck. Oravel. Oravel. So they grow in the wetlands. They like it soggy. Ooh, baby, they like it wet. Mm. And uh, so these are common to find not only in like marshes, but on the, on the side of ponds and lakes and hell, even like areas where it just kind of stays puddly. The uh, the cattail will grow there. And to give like a quick description, if you're not really like familiar with a cattail, they're, they're kind of everywhere. And we'll get to that. So I think most people are. But if you're not, they're like the little brown hot dog plant. Yeah, that's you what know? they look like, it's, a hot dog on a stick. They look like a hot dog on a stick and they grow by the water. I do not know how to better paint you. A no, that's what they that's what they look like. Brown hot dog on a stick by the water. So, uh, 
be careful because the young shoots of a cattail can represent uh, represent resemble iris shoots, which are, which are poisonous. So. Just as always, make sure you know what you're dealing with, especially, goddammit, if you're going to like eat them or ingest yes. them in any kind of way. So cattails have been pretty important throughout history. Turns out that the cattail is so usable, uh, they have been used as building materials. Like, the idea of which we got from animals, watching them build like nests and even like big structures like dams and stuff they'll make from mm-hmm. cattails. Uh, so people have started making things like full-ass houses using at least a component uh, of cattails. They have been used as uh, raft and life vest material mm-hmm. because of the buoyancy. Uh, the fiber in cattails also make a a linen, so you can make clothing from cattails. And one time there was a a paper shortage in New York City, uh, where cat city where cattails. I can't do it. I can hear it in my head perfectly, but I can't say it. Cattails were made into paper, which you can still do today. Of course, uh, doing that today does make a decorative, a pretty paper. You know, uh, you know, you're, you're probably not doing it from necessity like they were doing, but they'll they'll make a pretty little pulpy paper that you can write your spells on. And, mm. oh. uh, let's see. Pulpy paper. The pulpy paper. Pepper people. Pulpy paper. In Serbia, cattails are a... Just widely accepted, apparently. From what I read, just relaying the facts here. Vampire deterrent. Lit. Now I... Could not find why or how, nor did I see that any place but one one place. Fabulous. So I always like that when a little straggler kind of makes its way in and it's like a real one-off random vac in your yeah. Yes, I'm taking this and running with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so there have been complete settlements and, and cultures that have really surrounded itself with with cattails um a popular use here anyway in america has been excuse me has been to make baby bedding out of it because it's warm and they could uh line the inside of jackets and shoes for the warmth of the of the cattail because if again if you've ever exploded one of these things the seeds are not what you think they're not like sunflower seeds or the seeds of you, that you might plant in your garden they're more like uh you know like when you blow a yeah they're dandelion? like a, they're, that's exactly it yeah they're like a fluffy yeah. dandelion but like fluffier yeah 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 and and way way more way more packed into one it it, it is alarming how many yes get packed into yes. such a tight concerning space. concerning you might say uh, which kind of brings me around again, Macy, to that load blowing energy, which I feel like you could kind of see where this is going with the cattail phallic shape. Yeah, bro. All you got to do is lightly touch it and it just and sort it just, of ah! shoots seeds yeah. everywhere. Anyway, but before we get there, so eh, mundanely, I have always heard cattails are edible. Have you heard that? 
I don't, I don't know. I, that doesn't feel familiar to me. Really? I've yeah. always heard like cattails are edible, like in a survival situation, look for cattails. There's even like ga- video games where if you need to like, you can, you can grab a fucking cat, you eat a cat. You eat a cat How tail, does right? one so, eat a cattail? Well, see, let me tell you this. I always thought that meant, and this is perhaps why this is such a big, you know, deal of people trying to bite into cattails. Um, I always thought you would just grab it and you'd bite the little sausagey part, right? Um, so that has also led to like this backlash of people coming out and being like, I've always heard that cattails were edible, but you know, it turns out they're not edible, but they are. They're tubers, believe it or not. Oh, okay. So you're after that sweet stuff in the ground. Yeah, you're after it's 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 little it's little root. It's little okay. Uh, they they look like skinny carrots almost. Oh, but not orange. Okay, like, like a white skinny kind of carrot. Got uh, yeah, so they have a tuber growing down there that is nutritious. And basically, from what I have read, uh, and this is actually directly from foragingtexas.com. Yeah. They call cattails the grocery store of the wild. Cute. Everything about them is edible at some point or another, usually when the particular part first appears. So other than that tuber, you're looking for like the young shoots of the plant. However, please, again, be careful because it could look like iris or iris can look like this and you could get them confused and you can. Iris is poisonous. You you just die. Also... Please try to cook whatever part that you want to eat of the cattail because this plant holds on to so much water and it lives in very watery conditions uh, that you don't want to be picking up any kind of waterborne bacteria or anything like that. So it's just always a good idea to, if you can, if you're in like a survival situation, to cook your food, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and then... I made a little note here, but I put it in the wrong spot. I was just like, get get the, get the stuff before the plant flowers. And I really okay. felt like that was important. But mm, if you agree, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're into eating it, get it before it flowers. So cattails, super prolific. Whenever, whenever a, an area of new wetland is created, for whatever reason, they are typically the very first plant to move in on that territory. Mm. Their seeds do a really good job. I believe at what it. They do so much so that one might say they're invasive. Yeah. However, okay, they are unbelievably, unconceivably hard to get rid of because the only way that you can really get rid of them is just to mow them down. At which point, you're probably busting that little seed, dick. And, and you're not trying to pull them up, like try to pull up as many as you can from the uh, ground? You can, but I mean, typically, I mean, you've seen cattails. You see how many of them just Oh, yeah, grow. it is. Why? And they're just like a snake haven. So, I mean, like, do you want to get in yeah. there and like yeah. go pulling all that up, get you some water some moccasins, them, just biting your exactly. fucking leg off? And some of them can grow in the water. Like, you'd have to like yeah. get yeah, you gotta, into that you water. wade in a bit. So, like, they're just, they're just really rough to get rid of. Um but 
that brings me around to sort of the metaphysical tie-in that I see with these guys. Now, this is not the typical metaphysical tie-in that I saw. All the all the metaphys tie-in to Cattail, not not all, but most of, was very very phallic heavy <laughs> um, imagery, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, there's a lot here about uh, fertility and stuff like that, and we will get into it, but. From everything that I saw just about how this plant operates, how it reproduces, how it's hard to get rid of, these plants are survivors. Like yeah, the seeds are seems. capable. They, they, you can't not have cattails. The seeds are capable of living dormant underground for years. And if, if the stock of the plant dies, it's still capable. That dead stock is still capable of transferring oxygen through to the tuber Sweet. so that tuber can continue to be healthy even though it looks like a dead plant on the surface or it is a dead plant <laughs> on the surface uh which which is crazy to me it's still performing this this duty uh they are associated with and this is very topical for this time of year especially today they are associated with bridget especially around this time of year for the making of bridget's crosses uh hmm. typically when you make a bridget's Bridget's. I'm stumbling because I'm always nervous about it, uh, how to pronounce, pronunciate, pronunciate Bridget's name, uh, because I believe a lot of people do prefer what is it, Brigid? Oh God! Listen, my little. I don't know. My little Texas I've, tongue I don't know much it. about the deities, to be completely honest. Uh, but like, like Brigid, Brigid. I can't. I can't. I won't even attempt it. But when you're making those crosses. Br- crosses you want to use something that's like starchy and fibery and and, and stiff mm. you can't just use a regular like field grass because that's lame you want to give it some structure now all of that said i would be remiss if i did not speak on the phallic imagery of the sausage tail of course because of the the actual seed like slash sausage part the part that you probably know and makes you go, oh, hey, that's a cattail. Um, <clears throat> this plant has come to take on a very penisy reputation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a very commonly tout- touted magical use that I saw um, was that if you are one who does not enjoy having sexual intercourse with a partner who has a penis. Sure. Sexual intercourse, I guess, with involving a penis in any way yeah you don't enjoy it but you want to enjoy it like truthfully you want to then you could carry a cattail around with you and this is supposed to increase your libido increase your lust for the peen um i want to be careful with my wording here because this like i don't want to tread into like territory of like (laughs) like, you just you might it yeah you, you just, might yeah you might just not like pain you know yeah yeah like, no and, that's and fine that's, yeah that's fine you might not like sex at all that's but cool. maybe if but you're I'm, curious about wanting to like if you're curious you know i think that's kind of what i'm if you're like maybe curious yeah. about dabbling in that arena maybe that's what i'm getting out of it but no this is yeah. not not or, that it will just convert you back to yeah, quote, yeah. Tone, that's, quote, that's normal 
the the conversion element was what I was trying to avoid there. Um, yeah. But if if you are, say, in a relationship with someone and you know for a fact that you did once enjoy that activity with them, but for whatever reason, maybe there's medication involved, maybe there's states of mind, depression, you, you just go through times of life where you're just not about the pain, you know, and um, or you're not about getting down in general. But you know, you like that, like, you know, that's a part of who you are. Maybe this could be seen as like a rekindling. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say. And speaking of rekindling, apparently, if you light these bad boys, like an incense, they'll just like, smolder for what a long they time. Smell like, like an I wonder. I don't know. I, I didn't see much about that. I saw a lot about like, if you dip the cattail part into tallow or some kind of fat, you can make torches because they're so densely packed uh, that they will burn for a long time. Uh, They're really good for fire. Some people keep them like for uh, fire starting. If you like dry, Mm -hmm. I guess a cattail out, Uh, it's good for starting fires. Uh, Anyway, take, take the penis stuff for what you will. I have, as we have talked about in recent episodes, I've been like, more and more removing of gender from plants and like magical ingredients in general. I know right. in our earlier episodes, one of the things we would say is to be like, it's gender is masculine. And that is totally fine if that's something you want to do. However, it doesn't really make sense to me a lot of the time. Uh, but I will say that this plant does seem to have a lot of uses in fertility. Um, whether you're looking at it like mace already covered, and so I'll be brief here, if you're looking at it in an actual fertility sense, like a biological making babies sense, or it could be, um, whether that be like a a plethora of literal sperm, like the cattail releases all of this pollen, or in the less literal way, uh, that fertility comes with like putting in work into a new project or any other thing that you want to take off and and be fruitful. This is the king. This plant is like the king of take off and be fruitful. Um, It's like it throws its seeds out there and it's like, you're, you're fine. You're going to be fine. You You may not sprout. You may not sprout for years. You'll be fine. You may land in an area where you lay dormant and it's totally bone dry, but when, you know, something happens in the ecosystem and it becomes a wetland and guess what? You're going to be the first one there because you've been there. It reminds me of, you remember in the War of the Worlds when they realized that the aliens aren't coming down to Earth, but they're like shooting up. They've been buried there for a long time. That's, that's what these are like. Anyway. And to kind of round up here, I've got a spell. I've written a spell for you guys. Nice. A spell for a new job. So, you're going to want a cattail. You're going to want a printed version of your resume. And you're going to need perhaps a windy day. Now, this spell might include... What you might call littering, so maybe use some appropriate biodegradable paper, or I do have an alternative if this is not something you're into, but my spell goes like this. Rip up your resume, not with any kind of like intention of like, fuck this resume, but just like to to make it like little seeds. Each little ripped up piece is a little seed of your Mm. resume and it carries the full impact of your skill and your beauty and your duty god damn it and you're going to mix it with the the, i almost said the sperm of a cattail with the seeds of a cattail and it's just this 
mix of cattail seeds and little ripped up resume. And I want you to take that out and release it into the wind to take root and envision these seeds going all over the goddamn place. Everywhere. All over the place. Everywhere. Put jobs that you may not even know you want yet. When you hear about them, you're the first in line. Jobs that, you know, maybe they're not, maybe they're not available like at this moment, but they will be soon. You're the first in line. Boom. And if you don't want to, you know, litter, if you are, you know, if you don't want to put the paper out there like that, then I would imagine you could kind of soak your resume like in the cat bits, cattail mm. bits, the cat pits in the cattail bits for a little bit mm. and let the, let these seeds of the cattail absorb the essence and the, uh, just absorb the, the, the reality of this, what this resume uh, represents, which is your capability and your willingness and your yada, yada, yada. Mm. And then go out and release it into the wind and let it take hold and take off and be fruitful. Mm, fruitful. Fruitful. It produces lots of fruits. I mean, it's cattail. Did you, did you rattle off about how many seeds are in a pod? Did you say that and I forgot? I I didn't because you know it didn't even occur to me. I'm gonna Google that right now. Yeah, because like to me, it's like such an inconceivable amount. An average of two hundred and twenty thousand seeds in a single brown sausage-like seed head. Yeah. Again, these things are like the size of. A hot dog. Yeah. And they... Would you say 200,000? It's packed in. Yeah. And if you've not seen the videos of people, like, opening up cattails, please go look at it because they're very... I think you'll get, like, that... You'll get, like, the idea of the energy that the cattail holds. It's just... It's literally bursting at the seams. That seems like a lot, though. I'm actually seeing another source that says 25,000, which actually feels more appropriate. But here's another one that says they might contain 117,000 to 268,000 seeds. I don't know. It's a lot of seeds, guys. Either way, it's thousands and thousands and thousands. Too many. Too many to put in your mouth. One might say too many to put into your mouth hole and take a bite and go, oh, look, I'm eating a corn dog. And then you choke to death. And then they go right into your lungs. Just Google, uh, I don't know, what would you Google? I'm going to, hold on, I'm, I'm an old, I'm a boomer. Has anyone died from that? Eating cat tails. I want to see if any videos come up. I just, I just don't see how that hasn't Actually, killed someone. Most of the videos that come up are just showing you how to actually eat a cat Eat tail. them. Okay, good. But then there are videos I see here of. Usually it looks like children or like, I'm a YouTuber, you know, like those kind of thumbnails. Like, so it looks like people at least know what they're doing, what they're getting into. Good. Because it's a lot. (laughs) Because it's a lot. (laughs) Well then, cool. We did it. We did it. I uh, think we accidentally had a very phallic episode yes it was really it was a, it was a bit um a very firmy. erect yeah very erect lots of talk about firm flesh and the spewing of seeds yes um 
I'm thinking, happy with it. Thinking about dicks. Thinking you know? about dicks, man. We got the yeah. best job in the world. Yep. Sit yep. around, talk about dicks, think Sit about around, dicks, talking about look dicks, at dicks. Drinking out of cups, <laughs> being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. Mm. That takes me back, man. Good. It should. It was like All right. 18 years well, ago. Yeah. Good God. Sometimes I think about how old things are. Yeah. Like, yeah. That I enjoyed. Yeah. And then I realized that, you know, like just I, Lord of the Rings. For Yeah. Example. I've had to have lived long enough now for that to be over 20 years old. 20 years ago. I remember going in and seeing that in the theater for the first goddamn time. Yeah. That, I refuse to believe that that was 20 years yeah. ago. We're I, old I'm enough for something. Yet. We're, yeah, exactly. We're old enough for something like that to happen that long ago, and we still have a memory of it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how I think about that. Yeah. There you go. Anyway, if you would like to connect with us, perhaps maybe on that Northeast tour. Do it. Going on, go to anahatispurpose.com slash tour. We will have the link, of course, as always, down in the description box. I never call it the right thing. No. We box. have a Facebook. Uh, we've got a Twitter. We've got an Instagram. We've got uh, a, a, an email address where you can send spooky stories if you would like your spooky story to be read on a spooky soda. Actually, please send us your spooky so- uh, stories. We we would like them. Um, got a spooky soda coming next week. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, let's see. How else can you connect with us? We do have a Patreon. Yeah. And an OnlyFans if you're looking to support the show. There's a couple things Uh, over there. We have individual endeavors. Macy Anise Yoga. That'll be linked uh, down below. And I Twitch every Wednesday at 630. So tonight, join me 630 CST. And we're going to play some Sims tonight. Um, And I, what else, man? Is that, is that about it? I think. That's about it. I think, I think that's about it. I think that's about it. I think we've done it. Um, hit up those hit up those little endeavors we've got going on. Helps us Please. pay our bills. Helps us keep this barely running hot water on. Yes. Yes. Dude. Um, I can I've the whole time I'm just listening to it and I'm like, how loud is this gonna be? I, I know hear I've, it? I've only heard I've I have heard it. Yes. Um great. Not all the time. But it will like, you know, as these mics like focus in on different things, mm-hmm. it will, mm-hmm. I'll hear it more. Yeah. I like how my mic is just like, are you, are you taking a piss? Yeah, I'm going to listen to this. It does kind of sound like somebody's like rinsing their feet off in the shower after like the beach, <laughs> you know? I have it as quiet as I could get it, man, but I need that hot water. I, 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 did I tell you I got in the shower like a, like an absolute mad lad? I got in the shower Without having turned the water on yet. And Why? Like, I don't, I just, for, for, cause I just like stalked into my bathroom, ripped my clothes off, got in the shower and like turned the, the thing. Oh, on. that's awful. I, I don't know what I was, I, it, it's terrible. I was like in a, it, I was like in a, a fugue state or something, <laughs> but <laughs> I got a very rude awakening when my, uh, luckily the shower part wasn't turned on. It was just like the, the bathroom. But still, bath. that's rude as hell. Yeah. It's so, and it was rude that it shot out, you know, like when your pipes are not frozen, but it's really cold outside and they'll shoot and out water. Spurt. Yeah. Like, pah, pah. It spurted really hard and yeah. it was like the sediment water. It was just Gross. brown. Yeah. And I was just, I just stood there for a little while, like, 
Okay. I love this. I love this. I love you. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of I love you, I do love you. Everybody stay warm. I love you, Mace. You stay Thanks. warm. Love you too. Stay warm. Um, Keep your hot water. Don't let your pipes freeze. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let that happen. Y'all make some banana bread. <gasps> oh shit, dog. I actually yeah. think if it weren't for the bananas, I would have everything to make banana bread. So make coffee cake. Oh fuck you, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah. I mean okay, I know you probably yeah, just do that instead. If you don't have bananas, you don't like bananas, make coffee cake today, guys. I've been thinking a lot about uh, a particular friend of ours who I know is allergic to bananas, and I feel very sad. Do I know someone? I'll who's tell you when to we bananas? stop recording. Okay, I was going to say I didn't know I know someone who's allergic to bananas. Um, <laughs> you all know, right. them, you know them well. <laughs> Everybody, all right, we be bouncing. We're gone. We're going to slap music uh, on the front and the end of this, and we're going to post it and hope that it has no audio defects anywhere inside of it. We'll find out. You'll we'll tell see. us. All right, everybody. Goodbye. See you next week Good for night, a Scoopy Sode. Spoopy? Spooky. Spooky Good night. <laughs> Gross.